How's it, everyone? And welcome to the Tricks of the Trade podcast, episode one, the debut episode, the inaugural episode, the first episode. Damn. So glad to be here. And I'm so glad to be able to share these with you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so appreciative, grateful, stoked to be here. And I can't wait to get this thing going. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of cool people that we're trying to get on this thing, sharing their stories, shedding some light on the things that they do. A lot of them really cool. Some of them kind of disgusting. Some of them really interesting. But we're going to tell all stories. We're not going to all the stories will be told. So, the first guest, the inaugural guest, the debut guest of the Tricks of the Trade podcast is a really good friend of mine. And let me just be clear, I'm not going to only have friends of mine on here. I do have a lot of friends that do do a lot of cool stuff, as I'm sure you do as well, and I'd like to meet them. But, you know, to kind of get started, it's good to have it's good to have the support of your friends. And I'm extremely lucky to have that support. And anyway, sorry, back on track. My first guest is a County of Hawaii lifeguard, 15 years. So if you've been to any of the beaches, at least on the east side of the Big Island, if you've been to any, any of those beaches, you probably know this guy. You've probably seen this guy. Hopefully, uh, he hasn't had to save you. He hasn't had to save me, thankfully. Um, but yeah. That's just one of the things I'm going to talk to him about because the real reason why I wanted to bring him on, and we're going to touch on the lifeguard stuff. Trust me. Baywatch was one of my favorite shows growing up. And I'm not talking Hasselhoff Baywatch. I'm talking Baywatch Hawaii Baywatch. You know, shouts out Jason Momoa, Aquaman. This guy's kind of an Aquaman in his own right as well. And I can't wait to get into all that. But yeah, we're going to touch on the whole lifeguard stuff. But the real reason why I had him on is because in the last five years or so, he's adopted this ancient, this age, age old, ancient, ancient, age old Hawaiian art form of Alaya surfboard carving. So basically, you know, he hand shapes and hand carves surfboards out of solid pieces of wood. And uh, not only are they gorgeous, and they are gorgeous, trust me, but they're 100% surfable. And he gets into all of that. He gets into all these stories. Um, he's put his own contemporary spin on how he makes the boards and shapes them and all that stuff. But anyway, we're going to get into all that. So without any further delay, please give it up for my really good friend, Brandon Ahuna. Ready? We're live. Ready to go? Ready to go. All right. Dude, Brandon, thank you. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. I'm going to try not to make it like an interview just because that's not what we're going for here. But I know I've been talking about this for a while and, um, you know, I've always envisioned you as being the first guest. So huh, thanks. Thanks. For whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe just because you're a cool guy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start with a very hard-hitting question. 
in regards to surfing, okay, what does poking taco mean? Ooh, poking taco. <laughs> um, it's a... Uh... So like, oh yeah, I tried to catch this wave, ended up poking taco on it. What does that mean? It's just when, you're, when your nose digs into the water and you dive straight in, it's... Do I know exactly what you mean? I hate it when that happens. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> it doesn't. I was going to start this off with like a segment of Kook Barney questions, but I know we're kind of strapped for time, so we're not going to do that this time. Maybe next time. So, Fire away. <laughs> Fire away. <laughs> but anyway, um, thanks so much for coming on, man. Brandon Aluna. You're welcome. Um, got a lot to talk about. I have uh, just always been so fascinated with, uh, you know, just fascinated with people who are like, really affluent in the water. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of the guy in, in the group of friends that just, you know, shows up to the beach and keeps the beers cold while yeah. everyone's out there. You get on pretty good powder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so obviously, you know, I want to talk about uh, the Aliyah boards and stuff, but I guess best way to start is um you know how, how long how long have you been in the water like like were you always like a surfer did you always just roll out of the crib and pull into fat ones or what uh i was um i was introduced to the to the ocean by my grandfather he um he was a a good fisherman surfer his whole life and um I spent a lot of time with him on the weekends as kids and he would just take us to the ocean. That was our thing. And uh, it just started from there. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's just, it's different for me. Cause I don't know. Like every time, every, every time I ask somebody about, you know, when did you get into it? Like, how'd you get into it? It's always like that. It's like oh, yeah, family, like my dad, my grandpa or something like that. Um, but like, yeah, for whatever reason, I never, never got into. I mean, my dad's from Wisconsin, and he's like deathly afraid of the ocean. So, like, <laughs> uh, you know, we'd go to the beach and stuff, but I was just never, I never, um, I don't know, I just never did it. But now that I'm older, and you know, yeah, well, it was easy because we grew up in Kilkaha, which is oh, right, yep. right next to the ocean. So oh, it was, okay. a, it was a family thing, and. We'd spend summers at the Puhi Bay. Yeah. You know, and... The big camp out. Yeah, so it was, it was always around it. It's always been a part of our lives. And, um, you know, it, it, and it's just my community, too. Yeah. It's like real ocean people. So that right there is, is you know, you, you are a product of your, your environment. You know? Yeah. She gets some t-shirts made up. That's pretty, that's pretty profound. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I mean, well, that makes sense. Cause like I grew up in the boonies, man. Like I grew up like in orchid land, like out in the middle of nowhere. And you know, that's why you have the biggest bonfires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So, um, I guess that would make, so, so you're a lifeguard, right? Yes. Yeah. How, how long have you been? How long have you been doing um, that? I, I I had no idea. Been in. Um, I had no idea. I've been with the county for fifteen years. Yeah. I knew it. Ocean dude. safety. Dude. 
what um what 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 goes into like how do you how do you like become a lifeguard like i, I know you, i know it's it's a pretty is it a selective process or you know um how do you be, become a lifeguard huh you just i mean obviously you gotta love the ocean yeah you gotta wanna um love helping people yeah um but um for me um how i became a, a lifeguard it kind of just happened on accident um i was um i was surfing one day with a with a good friend of mine ikaika kuluhikawa or isaac michaels no but oh yeah yeah but um we were surfing four mile one day one morning and this was maybe like seven o'clock and it was kind of a pumping day mm-hmm. there's an increasing swell coming and we're the only two guys out at the moment and all of a sudden we see this this boat come motoring up near us and they were pretty close and um you know we didn't think anything of it we thought maybe they were just trolling on by or whatever but they yeah. they started just you know hanging around kind of where the surf was and um after a while, I, I started noticing a lot of people on the shoreline, on the Carl Smith side of yeah. of um, Ormao. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of people, and um, the next thing you know, this boat was kind of caught on the inside, and some sets were coming in. And um, by the time they realized where they were, it was kind of too late. Yeah, and the, the waves crashed, flipped the boat over. Whoa! There was four people on it, and they all, you know. Flew, flew out. Yeah, yeah. Boat flipped over. And was it like a bit like a like an outboard boat, like a, or just it, like a? I want to say it was like a an eighteen foot. Oh yeah, um, okay. Or so a leak or something uh, like that. I'm not okay. too sure, but it was a legit boat. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, so immediately, you know, our reaction is like, oh, we gotta go and help. Yeah. And we get over there, and uh, it's two adults and two, you know, minors. Yeah. And they're freaking out, the kids. So immediately, me and my friend, we take our boards, leashes off, and yeah. we hand them to the kids. And we tell them, like, hey, paddle in over there. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, like more, we're like more waves. Like, was the set coming in at this point? Sets are kind of still coming in, but it mellowed out. So, you know, we kind of got them in safe. We just got them in. And then we were. Kind of, I was kind of assessing the situation. And I, re- I, was, I was telling... Um, Kikes, I was like, hey, we got to get this boat away from the rocks because it wasn't, it was kind of near the rocks, but we had, you know. Yeah. So there was debris all over the water. There was um, life vests. They didn't have their life vests on, but they had Uh life vests floating, ropes, uh, all kinds of gear. Yeah. And so I just said, you know what, here, let's just try and pull the boat at least out of the zone a little bit. And we did that for a little bit and we kind of got it out of the zone somehow. I don't know how we did it. And then I kind of got up onto the boat. At one point, and Dude. the guy, one of the guys that was hanging onto the boat that fell off, asked me. He he hands this thing up to me, and he's like, "Hey, grab this!" And it was just like this ipu thing. Oh, and I was like, "Oh!" I grabbed it, and he's like, "Be careful! My my mom's ashes are in there." Whoa! And I was like, "Whoa!" So it all clicked together. I was like, "Okay, so the boat was here to. It's a funeral. It was a funeral thing. That's why all the people was on the beach, and that's why the boat was out there." So. By then, the rescue was there. The, yeah. the chopper pulled up. Um, they dropped the rescue guy. 
he jumps in, he assesses the thing. Um, he thought we were a part of it. We were like, no, we we're surfing. We came to help, you know, and they're yeah. like, okay. So we, I jumped off the boat. The rescue boat came. Me and Kikes jumped on the rescue boat. The, uh, the helicopter and the rescue guys took the two guys to safety. The rescue boat guys ended up flipping the boat over with a rope and then towing it out. Oh, the boat was... Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so you are climbed up on top of the boat and the boat was flipped over. Yeah, when the boat was flipped over, oh. I could climbed up on top to kind of like just take a look at what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he handed me the... The Ipu. The Ipu, but... Um, after they got everybody safe to, you know, safe and the boat was out, out of the, out of the danger zone, the rescue guys were stoked. They're like, hey, right on, good job. You know, you guys... Yeah. You guys want to chop her right in? Well, oh, no like, way. Oh, yeah, cool, shoots. And... One by one, we went, and the chopper took us up in the in the basket, and and it was the first time I've ever done something like that, and I was I was scared, but I was like adrenaline. And how old were you at this time when this happened? Gosh, I want to say I was maybe twenty one years old. So yeah, Since that twenty one. So I was like, you know, oh. It kind of flashed in my mind a little yeah. bit, like, oh, maybe I could do something like this, you know. At the time, I was doing construction, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, framing houses, banging mm-hmm. in. But um, I just, you know, it, the helicopter dropped me off at four mile. Yeah, it cleared everybody out, you know, and uh, you know they had all the ambulance, the fire guys there, you know, like, all oh, right, on, good job, good job. And this old guy comes walking up to me. Um, like a Japanese older man, gentleman, maybe, you know, late seventies or something. And he yeah. comes up to me and he's like, you know, so are you, are you the one that, w- that was out there that helped? And I was like, yeah, he was like, thank you for saving my boat. Cause I, apparently oh, I guess that was his, that was his boat. boat. Yeah. And, and we kind of saved it from getting yeah. smashed up on the rocks. Sure. But, um, but he looked so like thankful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, and at the time I was, you know. So adrenaline out, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, all yeah, good, yeah, yeah. you know. And then me and Kikes grabbed our boards and we paddled back on. We had no surf the rest of the, the session, you, you know. Good sesh? Was it a solid sesh? It was a good good sesh. It was killer. Nice. Good waves. We, we ended up scoring some good ones. But um, so how that involves me becoming a lifeguard, the next day I went to the beach. I mean, that, that that's probably one of the best story. Like, you ask a fireman, oh, why'd you become a fireman? Oh, I saved... I've saved 10 kids from a burning building. No big deal. <laughs> okay. No, so, yeah, I went the next day. It was, you know, terrible weather. There was, you know, obviously a you know, storm or whatever. It was high surf. And I got rained out of my job, so I ended up just going surfing. And yeah. I went to Honolulu, and I ran into one of the, the lifeguards at the time. Uh, his name is Kahema Kig, and he he came up to me. And, and I know, I, I grew up with, the, with all the lifeguards, yeah. you know. So they, we all kind of knew each other. And he, he asked me if I was... You know, he was like, hey, Brandon, were, were, were you there yesterday morning to help the with that rescue? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, frick. Yeah, I heard about it, man. You know, unreal. Good job. You know. Nice. We we need guys like you um, to do this job. So matter of fact, I'm, I'm teaching, a, I'm, cert- I'm doing a certification class, uh, USLA. Oh, no way. Um, you should come, you know. Yeah. It's going to be tomorrow. T- tomorrow. Tomorrow? And, yeah. And I was like, huh. Okay, I'll, I'll think about it, you know, and, um, you know, I, I thought about it for a little bit, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was a pretty heavy stoner. 
<laughs> so I was afraid that that wasn't going to mix with my lifestyle yeah, at the time. Yeah, and naturally, sure. So I, I kind of blew them off mm-hmm. and I never went. And uh, I, the next day, I um, ran out again, you know. Oh, so no work. Went back to the beach, surfed, you know. And then um, I'm sitting in my car smoking my joint. <laughs> and... Uh, this guy walks up to me and he's asked, he, he says, are you Brandon? And I go kind of like Whoa. nervous, like, yeah, why? And he's, he's like, oh, my name's Greg. And uh, I'm taking the certification class that Kahea's teaching. And he said that you, uh, you were supposed to come, but you never came yesterday. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's a job for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm really into it. And he's, he's like, you should come. It's, it's a small class and it's pretty mellow. Yeah. And, and I saw, so he, he, he walked away and I was kind of thinking and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do it, man. Call, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, so I, yeah, I, I, I ended up going. I walked over there. I knocked on the door. He seen me, came outside. He was stoked to see me. I said, hey, yeah. uh, how much is this class cost? He goes, oh, like, you know, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I said, shucks, I don't have the money. He's all, don't worry about it. You can pay me later. Come inside, come inside. Oh, nice. I went in and that, that's where it happened. I did two weeks uh, USLA certification. I got my certification cards. You were paying the 60 bucks? I paid them the 60 bucks, yeah. <laughs> I borrowed it from my grandma and uh, yeah, turned in an application. Next thing you know, I was working a winter hire Dude. two months later, a temporary. So what, like you're what, 22, 21, 22 at 21, this time? 21 years old. Yeah. Kind of figuring out life, you know. I mean, I, I kind of asked that question borderline rhetorically, like, oh, how'd you get into it? But I never would have imagined this, that story. That's a pretty sweet story. Like, meant to be kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. That was crazy. Did you ever hear anything from, uh, like, those people you helped? Like, the people who are out there for the for the funeral? No, never did. Yeah. Never, that was it. It was just that one time and... That was that. Been doing it ever since. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've always helped people, you know. It's just something that you do, you know, yeah. if somebody's in trouble. Sure, of course. You always help them, so. You know, I always figured you for a kind-hearted guy like that. Just helping <laughs> a guy in need when they need it. Um, okay, well, 15 years. Well, I guess that's a natural segue to my next question. Uh, how many... How many kook slams have you witnessed in your career as a County of Hawaii lifeguard? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping I wasn't one of them. I could have been. I could have been one of those guys that hopefully you just put out of your memory. But yeah. there are any ones where you're just like, come on, man. What the hell are you thinking? Like, geez. Ah. <sighs> You know, there was this one recent one last year at the uh, Waiuli Festival. I mean, the gotta, rough water, the, the rough water swim. No, it wasn't the rough water swim. It was a. Uh, it was the annual. Um, they have a, a, oh, the a, a surf Beach? contest. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, surf okay. contest. Yeah. And uh, that last, I think it was last year, but it. Yeah, it was. It was kind of big. It was like yeah, way too big. Almost had to call it off. Almost. Whoa! But they decided to hold it anyway because they. They just told the kids, like, hey, look, don't go go on the outside. You just stay on the inside, you know, and we can yeah. have this contest. And there was this one kid. 
uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but um, he, you know, I guess he just had something he wanted to prove. And a chip he, on his shoulder. Yeah, and, and, and so he, he, he disobeyed the rule and he ended up going out where you're not supposed to. Yeah. And he, he immediately broke his leash and got, you know, he was in trouble. And they had a jet ski um, there at the time for, in case, you know, something yeah. like that happens. But the jet ski wasn't operating very well and they couldn't get it to run. Yeah. So I had to, you know, I just, instincts, I just was like, okay, that's not going to work. I'm out there. I yeah. grab my fins and my rescue board and I try to, I go out. And I'm trying to punch through this channel and it's, you know, it's conking pretty hard. And this is at Richardson's. And if you know Richardson's, it's, there's a little gap of just for error, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I thought I timed it right and I didn't. And a, and a set was coming and I tried to punch through and yeah. rip the board out of my hands. But I ended up making it, you know? Yeah. So I ended up just swimming out there. The kid got pushed out out of the zone but he was out in the deep and i got to him and i kind of just was like what's going on buddy <laughs> what were you trying to do and he was just like i'm sorry i was like ah are you okay you know he's like yeah i'm okay so i said you know what we're gonna have to swim in man you're gonna have to follow me so i took my fins off and yeah. i gave it to him yeah, yeah, yeah. So here put these on Dude. follow me we're gonna go around small channel and we're gonna just try and make our way in you know so he's like okay and he starts following me. We were fine. He was fine, actually. Yeah. But um, again, the beach is packed with hundreds Ooh. of people, and they're all watching. You know, this go down. Dude. And uh, we get we get outside a small channel, and the jet ski. You know, they get it. They ready. get it going finally. Yeah, and, and he they come out and they get us on, and eventually they, they get us in. But it, that was kind of a kook slam to me, if if you ask, because he knew better. And, well, you know, when you're when you're a and young you get, buck up and coming in the game <laughs> and you're trying to make a name for yourself. I, mean, I, I, I get it, but yeah, you yeah. Gotta be just, I don't just know if it was smart. worth the walk of shame on the beach. <laughs> I was just gonna say pack beach, you probably got a hell of a standing ovation. Yeah. Well <laughs> not well he, he got, you know, kinda just yeah. frowned upon Calm. because they had to cancel the contest because of that. Oh Oof. So, that's a bad look. Yeah. That's a bad look. Well, <sighs> Yeah, I give him credit. I give him credit for, for yeah, trying. Yeah, I give him credit for trying. Yeah. And he took a shot. You know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Right? Well, when Uncle Chewy eggs you on and tells oh, you to yeah, go. Oh, yeah, there you go, Chewy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right, you can't go out there. You're not going to win this contest. Uh, yeah, you know, Chewy is the instigator. We all know that. Shouts out to you, Chewy. Um, but, well, I don't know, man. I I've been lucky enough to never need the assistance of a lifeguard, but uh, that's usually because I just don't take chances out there in an area that I'm not as comfortable as I, I'm more of a landfish kind of guy. Yeah. I usually don't uh, put myself in precarious situations out there in the water, unless I'm, unless I was out there with you, obviously. Yeah, yeah you play it safe. That's yeah. the way it goes. You play it safe. Yeah. Like I said, I'll have a cold beer waiting for you when you guys get back <laughs> to the beach. That's usually my go-to role. And you gotta have one. In my opinion, you gotta have one of those guys. You gotta have one yeah. of those guys in the crew. Yeah, he's got the frisbee and the football ready. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you recognize that. Um. So like. Uh. What about okay? So obviously, you know, you keep yourself in pretty good shape, right? Like you kind of have to be. 
Sometimes. Profession like that, right? <laughs> um, yeah, do you ever... So, like, what kind of... Well, I mean, I guess if you're, like, constantly surfing and doing all this stuff, is there any kind of, like, regimen you got to keep... You kind of keep on yourself to kind of keep in game shape or fighting shape, as they say? Uh, just my diet. Yeah. You know, the older you get, the harder it is to to keep the weight off. Sure. You know, so, I, I mean... I feel like if you, I just try my best to eat healthy. The healthier I eat, the, the yeah, easier man. it is to stay trim. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I mean, it is true what they say. You know, it's, it really is like 80% of the battle is your diet. You know, it doesn't matter how much work you're putting in. Like if you're putting crap in your body. Dude, how do you turn that off? But, um, but yeah, we get, you know, we have training time also as lifeguards in the morning. We've got 45 to an, you know minutes to an hour to, oh, okay. to train so you know a lot of us take advantage of that and good. do our run we do our swims calisthenics oh that's good oh, okay so i didn't know that so, oh, that's good yeah so it's you know it's mandatory and we have an annual um agility that we need to pass in order to keep okay that's what i was gonna be my next question yeah, if there's like working. an actual if there's like an actual uh you know threshold you need to meet to be i mean you would think so i mean you're yeah. out in the conditions you yeah. need to be in condition yeah oh that's good because i mean i mean yeah i just why, why wouldn't they have that you know why wouldn't you have some sort of physical test in a physically demanding job that not only you know your life is technically on the line but other people's are too like you want you want the you want the freaking uh best of the best out there in the water when yeah. the when the shit hits the fan, right? Try your best. Yeah. Well, so, dude, I'm I still can't I, I'm still trying to get over that uh, the story about the boat, man. That's such a crazy story. What a great way to kind of what a great way to put you know put that into your mind the the whole thing about saving people and all that stuff. Yeah, it kind of it, ha- it it happened in a phase, you know. Yeah. If that didn't happen, then I don't think I would be a lifeguard, honestly. Crazy man. So, things happen for a reason, you know. Well, I guess that kind of plays into uh, this next thing. Like, you've kind of told me this story before. Okay, so, um, Brandon is has uh, taken on this. Um, I don't know what you call it. I mean, obviously a hobby, but more of like a trade craft, I would say. Like a, a, an art form. Yeah, she, uh, yeah she, uh, a woodworker. Wood, yeah. So taking on this trade, Tricks of the Trade podcast, obviously. This trade of um, hand shaping and hand carving these Alaya surfboards. And, you know, when you say everything happens for a reason, you kind of told me how you got into it. Um Kind of tell me how to tell, tell, kind of retell me that story. Okay. Like how, like I remember it was just someone, it was like someone you knew or something and kind of just happened as not a happenstance, right? Yeah. Well, when we were in high school, my, a good friend of mine, Alika Mullins, he, um, he was always like, like the, um, the trendsetter, I should say. Yeah. Out of our group of friends. And one day he goes, ah, let's make some some um alaya surfboards mm-hmm. and i and i was like okay cool so like four of us went to home depot we got this 
bought a plank of you know cedar or whatever so we yeah. went back to his place and we made what we thought were alayas in our in our eyes not knowing what it was i didn't know yeah. what it was you know so we you know rounded off one end of the board and sanded it down and mm-hmm. took it to the beach and tried to surf it and that was my first experience doing that and and i remember paddling it out and trying to catch a wave on it and we stood up on them but then i was like huh it's pretty lame <laughs> you know like <laughs> i'm over it you know yeah but um many years later i'm sitting at the lifeguard tower at richardson's and um i meet this guy and his name is doug Doug paltrow and uh he's from california and he's a retired engineer and he he had bought a condo right behind richardson's so i'd see him frequently every day I, every time i worked there he'd yeah. always come up introduce you know and say hi and that's how i met him and one day he was playing this this ukulele mm-hmm. and and he was playing it pretty good you know and so i said hey doug that's a nice ukulele where'd you get it and he said i made it and i was like whoa you made that whoa. he's like yeah he's like, where'd you make it he's like made it up in my little condo up there and i go really so I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Because it looked like a kamaka. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that. And it sounded really nice. And so I was like, wow, so you you, you were woodworking. So, yeah, I, I, it's my hobby now. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And I was like, oh, right on. Um, and, you know, months later, he, he comes up to me and he goes, he asks me, he goes, hey, Brandon, I'm at work. And, you know, and, and he goes, hey. Have you ever ridden an alaya before? And I was like, Yeah, you know, I did. I did once, made one, yeah. you know. And he was like, Well, I'm pl- I'm thinking about making one. Would you Would you mind trying it out for me? And I was like, Yeah, f- sure, for sure. Like, you know? like surfing it. Yeah, he's done he with was it. like, yeah, yeah, I want you know, I want to see if it can ride a wave. He said he's made them before, but they were just wall hangers. Sure. In the mainland, and but you know, he wanted to make another one. So I said, Yeah. Sure, Doug, if you make it, bring it down here and I'll paddle it and surf it and I'll let you know how it works. Yeah. So about two weeks later, he comes down, you see him carrying this board and uh, I run down the tower, eager to check it out. Yeah. Because it looks beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say. So I'm like, whoa, is Different this it? Different than the one you made. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, what is it? You know, like, what's it made out of? And he's like, oh, it's made out of Polonia. I'm like, oh, because it felt really light. Yeah. And um, it it just had you know shape to it. It had life, life, and um, you know the it looked a hundred times better than what I tried envisioned the one yeah. I made. And and I immediately, as I was holding it, I I felt this thing's gonna surf. Yeah, you know this thing's gonna catch a wave. So he explains to me that um. He's like, yeah, this is Polonia. Um, I put a little bit of concave on the bottom, single concave, and I beveled the rail a little bit, and I got these hips in it. He's like, tell me, I want you, here you go, and then just ride it and let me know how it, it feels. And I was like, yeah, shoots. And <laughs> But I, it was so beautiful that I almost didn't even want to ride it. Damn. But um, immediately that day, after work, I took it to Honolulu and uh, paddled it out. And on my first wave, I 
caught it, I stood up on it, and it trimmed the, the whole wave in. No way. And from then on, I was just like, okay, this is something special. This is, you know, it was, uh, the feeling was, was natural. And yeah. It, and um, I got like a weird high off of it. Like, whoa. And like almost like an intimate high. Like, and I was just like, shit, you know, this is sick. Dude, that. I can't begin to understand what that might have been like as far as like a, almost an outer body experience riding a wave on a surfboard. But someone like you who's been on thousands upon thousands of waves for that for that experience to leave you with such a profound, you know, reflection. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so here You're I am. You're something now. Yeah, yeah. You know, here I am. I got this piece of wood. It's flat. You know, there's no skegs on it. You know, yeah. like, but it, but it, but it. Danced with the wave so beautifully all the way in. Damn. I can, you're just describing it so I, beautifully. I instantly got addicted and I rode that thing. Just takes one. Just takes one. I rode it till dark that day. The next day I took it. I was off the next day. I woke up the next day, went to the took, beach, surfed I was gonna it. Say, took it again. Yeah. Surfed it like three times that day. And then uh, ended up taking it back to work. And I seen Doug, and he came down. And he was like, "Did you get to ride it?" I was like, "Yeah, I did." So uh, how no, was I it? Uh, I didn't get a chance to ride it yet. I, I need, like, I need a couple more days. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Bruh, it's, it's magic, you know? The thing works unreal." And he was, he was like, "Wow, I'm stoked to hear that." You know, he was yeah. like, "Wow," and I told him, you know, how it rode, how it trimmed, you know, and and even he was kind of blowing like that it actually worked, and. uh so I, I, gave, I handed it to him and I said, thank you, man. That was unreal. And he said, pushed it back to me. He said, it's yours. No. And I was like, for real? He's like, you can have it. And I was like, I was blown away. I was like, wow, freaking hospitality. You know, like, yeah, like here he is. He just gives me this board and I'm just like blown away. And I was like, wow, unreal. And so that and ended How up. How long being, ago was this? Oh, I, I kind of, I, I want to say this is like. The ending of 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The ending right. of 2014. So, you know, it instantly became my favorite board to ride. And I rode it every day. And I think because of that, I... Were you going down to the beach and people were like, whoa, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. People were like... I mean, because, you know, I... I well, a lot of people knew what it was. Some didn't. and But they were kind of like curious or, or like just like whoa how can you surf that yeah 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 and even a couple of my friends like i have a couple of friends who can ride them really well too you know mm -hmm. so i would tr i would let them try it and they were instantly like wow you know that this is this is good you yeah. know and um i ended up splitting it yeah i wrote i overrode it you know and, mm. and it split at the tail and i called up the, I, I felt so bad how long how long uh how long after he gave it to you Two weeks. Oh. <laughs> it just split. And then, just putting too many miles in that thing. And so I, I called up Doug and I said, hey, Doug, you know, I'm so bummed, bro, but I, I split the board in half, you know, from the nose to the tail. And he's like, oh, how did it happen? You know, and I was like, I don't know. I just think it's oversurfed it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, bring it by and I'll fix it. I was like, ah, oh, you think you can fix it? Yeah, and he's like, nah, yeah, just bring it by. Let me take a look. And so I brought it over to his place. And he looks at it. He's like, yeah. 
yeah, I can fix this. I'll just glue it back together. And um, we were standing there and, and, and he was kind of looking at it. We we're looking at it. And I said, you know, Doug, what if you put a tail block on it? Cause it's split from the tail. Uh-huh. He's like, that's a good idea. I'll do that. And so he calls me up like a week later. He's like, Hey, the board's done. I go over there and it looks brand new. Didn't even look like it broke. He put it back together so well. And then he added this Koa tail block to it. Yeah. And he said, here, this is the tail block that you're, that we were kind of talking about. It should hold the strength. And, uh, Sure enough, I took it and I and ended up writing it like three months. And then it started to split again in a different area. Oh, okay. And um, I, I also started getting some photos of myself writing it mm-hmm. and some footage and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I was able to give it to Doug and go, here, Doug, this is what I look like writing it. And he was, he was so stoked yeah. and blown away that he was like, you know what? I want to make you a few more. And I was like, okay, cool. So he made me about like three or four Elias yeah. at the time and different sizes. We started experimenting with them. And and then, I don't know, one day I was just sitting out there in the lineup and I just thought to myself, how would it feel to make a board myself yeah. and write it? Probably be that much more powerful, you know, yeah. like... So I, I I called him up and I said, hey, Doug, would you mind showing me how you, you make these? Mm-hmm. He's like, of course. So I he ended up just bringing me in and, you know, showing me kind of real quick, like step by step on what he does. And I, I just took it from there and I just, I made my first one and it was an asymmetrical, actually. It was... It was longer on one end on the inside rail and it was yeah. really short on the outside rail. Oh, okay. And it was meant to only go right, right, yeah. you know, front side and yeah. for me. And um and it worked really it worked it was unreal. I worked like Damn. Like it was supposed to be like that kind of a thing. And my friend Ikaika wanted one. He's like, brah, I gotta get one of these. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, I'll make you one then. So I ended up making him one. And he still has it till today. Yeah, yeah. But um, but he he instantly got hooked to, and then you have so here you have me and you have Ikaika. We're at Honolulu every other day, mm-hmm. sometimes together, and we're riding these alayas, and mm-hmm. people were like, "Whoa!" And so I started. These people started asking, "Oh, do you make those?" And I was like, oh, yeah, I make them for myself." Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you why do you want one? And they're like, "Yeah, how much do you charge for one?" And yeah. And I didn't really know what to charge, you know. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can, I can make you one. You know, let me just figure it out, you know. So I, sure. I, I call Doug and I kind of tell him like, hey, this, this is blowing up, Doug, and these guys want boards. How much would you charge to shape these guys some boards, you know? Uh-huh. And he kind of told me he's like, that's, that's, that's for you. You shape them the boards, and I said. Nah, you shape them. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the man. You know, yeah, you're the guy yeah. who taught me how. And he's like, no. Because you're you're the Hawaiian. Oh, pass it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like carry the torch. You. This is this is you. This is for you, Brandon. You Whoa. make the boards. And I said, well, are you okay? He said, are you okay with that? And he's like, totally. Whoa. And I was like, okay. And then so it, that's how it began. I just 
started making here and there and then it next thing you know it just yeah. it it was a it was a little seed and then it sprouted into what it is today it's like a full-on full-grown tree right now man <laughs> i mean like i know just the ones that i mean you know because uh you know when we worked on those projects together like just seeing those and that was what you know two or three years ago and just seeing where you were able to go from that point from when she started and then you know i can only imagine kind of talk about uh yeah because you've been able you've been able to put like your own little contemporary spin on it like you like you uh you know you, you do a lot of inlays with like different kind of woods like what um how like does that does that mess with the functionality at all like doing a different in, like gluing different pieces together or um, is it just because i because the ones that i've seen you do that we have like all the different i mean Number one, I just think it's crazy that you're able to surf those because they really do look just like they belong in an art gallery. I mean, they're gorgeous. Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, kind of talk about that. Like, like what made you, what, what sparked in your mind? I was like, oh man, maybe I should try and like inlay this thing. Make it yeah. It, well, it was all, it was all about R and D. I mean, yeah. the, the more I started surfing them, the more I started, you know, figuring out, okay, if I, if I change this, mm -hmm. it'll make it do this. Yeah. Or if I want it to go, you know, faster, I'll, 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 I'll do this. And, you know, and, and like anything, you know, you, 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 you want to, you want to progress and you want to make it surf better. I mean, as traditional as it, as it is, it is like, you know, the traditional surfboard, the ala'ia or the kiko'o or the olo, the, you know, they were made to do one thing and that's to ride a wave. Yeah. But, you know. The ancestors, they were shredding on these things, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like they were just going straight. They were, yeah. you know, and, and they're innovators too. And, you know. Well, I mean, you hear all these, or like, you know, when I was in college, like we read a bunch of, you know, I took a couple classes about, you know, ancient Hawaiian literature and all this stuff. And just things that the people who were visiting Hawaii would were describing, like they're describing, when they were describing the, the guys surfing in the ocean, it was like, you know so foreign to them they couldn't describe like, how graceful and just how natural they were on the water and they would try and pick up the boards after and they're like geez like how, how are they doing this stuff out there on the on the water yeah. you know it's just crazy yeah so i mean the inlays and the tail blocks and all that stuff i put on my alayas that's just to add strength it's you know okay it does look cosmetically beautiful yeah but they, they do serve a purpose you know like a functional purpose. functional purpose yes okay. um is it just is it just because like the just because like you're gluing like all these pieces together it just kind of strengthens it strengthens it a little bit or yeah it, it does it, yeah. the the more laminates you put supposedly the stronger it is you interesting know? because the wood will split at the grain yeah know? yeah exactly um, especially the polonia it's it's a, it's a light hardwood I should say uh -huh. where it's very light in weight but it's really strong for yeah. how light it is and um you know it's it's a it's more performance i feel because yeah. of, because of it being so light and you can throw it around on the on the water and it and it just feels really nice under your feet um the 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 koa boards the ulu alayas are are all 
beautiful boards to mm-hmm. ride too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a little heavier, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, what about? Uh, I remember you told me before. Are you still working with like, uh, or I think you told me, but are you working with Albizia at all? Yeah, yeah. I've made a few of them out of Albizia. Albizia is actually a really good wood for um, alayas and interesting that kind of stuff and. For the same reason, because it's a little bit lighter. Or? Yeah, it's a little lighter, and um, and it's kind of a you know if you if you dry it and you mm-hmm. cure it right, it comes hard and, yeah. and solid and and useful in that in that yeah. sense. Well, I mean, uh, if we're if we ever if we're ever able to figure out uh, some way to deal with all these albizias, I mean, shoot, could get get a little factory going. <laughs> you only got a unlimited supply of those mm. things on the Hilo side. You don't get them too much over here, but on the Hilo side, I mean, you know, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can make all kinds of. I've got uh, you, you go, you've got um, Kalani Kahalaumi making mm-hmm. vaas out of them. You know, oh no, beautiful vaas. And Bruh, I never, you know, that's every time I go over south, you know, like especially the new. The new uh, bypass section of saddle, where you kind of go through like that 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 ranch area, and just I never understood. I mean, shit! Like, there's so much of that wood. Like, they should there should be some kind of incentive to harvest and like plank them and like do something with them. Cause, yeah, because is it a real uh, like veiny and grainy wood when you cut it down? Like, is it is it? Kind it of, is. Is is it like a pretty wood? Like, I've never. Well, you've got. Two types of albizia, okay. I, I think. I, um, you've got the just your regular albizia tree. It's the arborist section of the podcast. The arborist section. Yeah, it's 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 more. It's just a real like pinkish. Yeah, yeah. Wood, real pretty plain looking. Um, and then you have the chocolate albizia, which has like a really dark um, heartwood. Mm-hmm. That one's really beautiful. Um, and they're and but they're just both the same. And albizia can you know it, it it can break down really easily too. Yeah, yeah. You know it's it's like, not that hard of a wood. Like if you leave if you cut a tree and you leave it in the bush, it'll just, it'll break down. Yeah. on its own. I remember what was it uh, the last big hurricane that hit? Was it Flossie or I think it was Azel. Azel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like 2014, 2015 or whatever. But I remember like. Um, I did a hike to Shipman Beach, like down at the bottom of Kololi, and like walked through over there. And they had gone in and like chainsawed the path, the trail to get to the beach. And I was like, Jesus Christ, how the hell did they do? Like, I don't know how they did. Like, the trees were like just on top of each other, like curled up within each other and stuff. And they were just able to go in with chainsaws and just cut it out, make quick work of it. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. But I mean, that just I guess a testament to how easy they are to work with, and then if you're able to like get the trunks and stuff, like yeah, that that hurricane did some heavy devastation in the Puna side, especially yeah. on the Pohiki Road. Yeah, all those albizias went came down and got uprooted. And That's crazy, man. Puna's been uh, hit with some hard times lately. Got a new shopping center going in there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like all right i was really I, I had no idea you guys were doing this so like when I, I was kind of following along when you guys did this but uh 
talk about this little trip to the uh, Kelly Surf Ranch that you did. Like how, like how did it come up? Like what? I I don't know very much about it, but I know it. Anyway, t- tell me, tell me how you guys, how you, how'd you guys get get about to go in there? Like what, what, huh. what was the whole thing? I know you went with a couple other guys, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. First of all, I'd like to say, man, when that. When that Kelly Slater surf ranch wave first appeared, yeah, it was a game changer. It was a mind blower. Yeah, I, I want to I want to touch uh, into all of that too afterwards. And when I seen that first wave peel on that uh, social media video, I I couldn't believe it. You know, Whoa. it's something that we all all dreamt of as kids growing up. You know, like a man made wave. Yeah, and, um, and there it was. You know. And so it was always like, whoa, you know, like, what would I do to surf that wave? And to be honest, I never, ever thought I'd have the chance to surf it because a, I don't, I don't like to travel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, b, I mean, it just it almost feels like you got to be somebody to go over there sure. and surf that wave. But um, anyways, there was this, uh, there was this video challenge that came out recently um jose cuevo put on oh yeah the slider for uh the spirit of surfing and so um i guess the winners uh for the prize were you know a a day at the surf ranch oh shit um, did you win that um or did you place or something yeah 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 so anyways my really good friend cliff capono yeah you know, phenomenal guy. guy. On the show, hopefully. Um, he calls me one day and he's like, hey, um, are you free tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what you doing? I'm like, ah, probably going to be at work. I mean, at home, you know, yeah. working on some working. some boards or something. And so you mind if I come by and shoot some video of you? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Come, come over. So he, he comes over and um, you know, we talk story, and I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I'm just gonna start working. So I start doing my thing. He's like, hey, put this mic on. I gotta, you know, I'll ask you a couple <laughs> questions. I'm like, oh, okay. What what was this for? And he's like, well, I just testing out my new camera. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. And so we, you know, we go on through the day. I'm just shaping. He's filming me. He's asking me questions, and then he's like, oh, I want to get some footage of you surfing this thing, or or, or an ally. And I say, like, okay. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I say, like, okay. Like I, I got to work tomorrow, but I can meet you in the morning. Mm-hmm. And get get some surf, and so we come. I meet up with him, and we you know we do this stuff, and then, um, I guess we had a little bit more filming to do. I think it was like the next day. This all happened within like three days, yeah. and uh, you know, he he kind of broke down to me and was like, "Actually, this is for a video project I'm doing for this contest," and I was like, "What?" Yeah. So and and then so we we were kind of he was we were kind of like how do you incorporate this drink? He was trying to incorporate this drink into my my thing, and I said, you know, why don't we? Um, you know, I've always wanted to 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 use the ink from the the he, the alala, yeah. and, and 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 rub it on my board and and stain, stain it, you know, because yeah. the polonia is it's so plain and. And light, you know, I mean, yeah. it's beautiful wood. It's got a nice grain on it, but 
you know, I just wanted to try something different. And I've always wanted to do it. So I said, why don't we do that? You know, why don't we stain the the hit ink on the on the alaya? And he was like, yeah, that sounds killer. And I nice. and then I was like, then we can put the ink in the drink. And he was, I think he was like, whoa, okay, that sounds whoa. next that's, level. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, He's that's like, can you do that? Can can we do that? You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, I think so. I don't. I think it's natural. I, he yeah. looked it up. It was like safe, you know. So it's like, okay, we'll, we'll go with that. So we ended up making this you little. The tequila is killing anything that's bad in it, right? Yeah. So you know, we had we ended up just putting together this fast little clip with that, and he, you know, he submitted it. Yeah. And um, he kind of told me like he was like, hey, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna be able to. You know, if if there, if if we end up winning, you know, I. You know, I kind of can't go. You know, I, this is for you and and mm-hmm. you and you know Jamie, my girlfriend. And, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, right on, bro. That's unreal. Like yeah. you would do that. You know, all this, all this work and all this to to share that. You know, for me. And he's like, "I've been to the ranch and already, but you know, this this is for you." And I, I was mean, like, you're kind okay, of the cool. star of the production. Let's just be real. Yeah, not really. <laughs> the hit is, but uh. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Um, no. So, so yeah, we're just, you know, we're waiting in anticipation kind of, you know, like weeks go by, maybe not like a week, week and a half go by, you know, we're like, everybody's seen watching this video, you know, and, you know, did you win yet? Did you, are you, are you, what's going on? Who's the winners? And I guess they, they picked six winners. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of our other good friends, good friend of ours uh cody welsh had, oh, yeah, yeah, had cody. put together a yeah. video also for the jose cuevo contest um with his dad uh-huh and yep. um so it was we were kind of like you know we're surfing one day and we we're kind of like like stoked on each other's videos and it's like oh you know that would be sick if we won you know we could go mm-hmm. to the ranch and i guess yeah. the day came brad they chose the winners no and way. we were both one of the six winners. One of the six. And, uh, damn. You know, it was kind of just like, whoa, you know, holy moly. And it was just funny, you know, like, it was just like, okay, right on. It's going to happen. And it was weird, though, because I was having so much cold feet going because of this whole the COVID and shit. Yeah, yeah. this whole thing. And, um, because where is it at? Where do you fly? Where do you fly into? So the, the wave pool is in, um, Limor. I believe. Okay. And, uh, that's kind of like a an hour and a half drive. No, is it an hour and a half? I get I mean, Where did you fly into? You we flew into San Francisco. Okay. And then I think we we kind of, we went down the coast a little bit because we had some time to kill. We went down to Santa Cruz. And this was my first time in California. Oh, really? It's so beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you get some surfing other than the ranch? Um, yeah, when we landed that day, we, we went to Ocean Beach, and I got to experience that whole um, trip. Awesome wave. And, uh, How were the locals, bro? Were locals they territorial? Were, for the most part, they were... I was there with Cody, and Cody had spent some years in, in San Francisco, so he Kinda. he you know he knew everybody. Yeah. And and they were stoked on us, you know. I wouldn't worry about you, man. But, yeah, um, yeah it was just a... In a a trippy experience surfing the cold water over there, salt water, saltier than salt, yeah. and just freezing cold. But um, 
Shit, even like, because when did you guys go? Like in August or September? Last month? Last month. Oh, I get one shit. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. It's last month. Four months. So, um, yeah, no, actually, I think it was like a three hour drive. Oh, okay. Three hour drive to, to inland. I probably should have looked this up, but well, we get the gist. But well, first time in California, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's first, cool. Never been to Cali. But um, yeah, it was it was it was. What like, a great first trip to get uh, get the Kelly Surf Ranch in there. Yeah. Knocked out, knocked out on the belt. So you guys fly in. You guys are dinking around for a little while, and you guys are there. So you guys just get like one full day at the ranch, or yeah, we flew in on a on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We got there Wednesday morning. Got the red eye out of Kona. Got there Wednesday morning. Did a little bit of tourist sightseeing. Got a little bit of surfing. Not 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 much because it mm-hmm. was freezing cold. Like, um, you know. And then we we, we headed. We, we, I think we went south to Santa Cruz. Yeah. Cruised over there for a little bit. Got in the water over there for just a little bit too, and then made our way to Limor. We got to Limor, you know, at sunset. Checked in the hotel. You know, we started getting like really anxious and yeah. you know, you know, excited. Yeah. Woke up the next morning, met up with everyone, um, all the other contestants. There were six total, so we met up with the other four contestants and their plus ones. Oh, okay. And um. Did Jamie go with you too? Oh, no. So oh. anyways, Jamie ended up um, changing her mind a week before mm-hmm. we were supposed to go because she she didn't feel comfortable leaving um, sure. Stella. You know, she's, yeah. you know, two, going to be three and the whole quarantine yeah, away I mean, from her. Such, yeah, it made weird. her worry. Sure. And so it's her weird. motherly instincts was like, you know what? Naturally, man. I'm going to stay back and this is for you. You go, you can take whoever you want. God, that's awesome. And so what a cool chick. I ended up, um, first guy popped into my mind was my really good friend, Ikaiko. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, I, I chose him because he was the one that started writing that we started. I started writing waves with besides my grandfather. My grandfather is yeah, what yeah. introduced me to surfing and then my partner that started doing it with me over, you know, the rest of our life, you know, was Ikaika. Yeah. And so we kind of went in, went into surfing together and grew as surfers. And I just thought, shucks, that would be, you know, such a killer ex- experience to share with my really good friend, you know, that, yeah. that I've been doing it with forever. So. And he was one of the first ones that you made the board for. Well, I made an alaya for, correct? He's the first yeah. guy I made an alaya yeah, the first for. first guy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, full circle. All right, let's keep going. This yeah. is awesome. It was fun. It was funny because I wanted him to bring his alaya, but all he wanted to bring was his hydrofoil. Oh. Uh, uh. Well, you know. <laughs> no. he, hey, he, hey. he rips on that. Thing. I was gonna say he's, he's the ja- he, he rips on anything. You give him anything, and he'll write it. He, he's he's phenomenal waterman. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So anyway, he ended up coming with me, and so we traveled together, all of us, me, Ikaika, and Cody. Cody's dad, Steve, he was already up there. So, um, yeah, we get to, we get there that morning. We wake up that morning. We, you know, we're all excited. We meet the, the surf line guys who put it on. They yeah. kind of hosted it. And so we, we get to the ranch and, you know, it's like, he's just driving through this town and, 
you get to this place and it's just it's just like it's all farmland, you know. Yeah. And you're like, huh, trippy, you know. And then you get and to this uh, fence. Yeah. It's a wooden fence. The gate opens and then you just see this big reservoir in there and you know, it's like, whoa, weird, you know, still not really kicking in. Yeah. And then, you know, we get in there and we we, we start, you know, every the introduction thing happens, and you're meeting everybody and um, was Kelly Slater there? No, Kelly wasn't there. Damn. He wasn't there. But uh, Jerry Lopez was there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And that was, it was awesome meeting Jerry. And, um, but I'll, I'll get into that later. But so anyways, they kind of like to give you the run, they give you yeah, the rundown. So, so, you know, they have some, some little breakfast for us. They're like, okay, gather around, you know. They explained how things kind of are different because of the whole COVID thing. So mm. um, it's just distancing and all that stuff. But everything else is the same, the way they, they run the the pool and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they they tell us the rules and how to kind of surf the wave. And, and uh, yeah, we went. They broke it up into groups. Mm-hmm. And you get an hour. Each group gets an hour at a time. You know, five people per group, and and it's just more of a sharing thing because the wave can only produce so many. The machine can only produce so many waves. Yeah, That's so much. You know, so yeah, it was. What uh, so? I'm not super familiar with it, but I I I watched you know a couple of YouTube videos about it, but so. We understand it's kind of like a train track, right? And like there's like a train on it, and the train goes and it like drags something through the water and generates the wave. Like, how- yeah. So this so this pool is 700 yards. It's seven football fields long. Whoa. Um, it's got a track on one side of it, uh-huh. and it and it goes back and forth. And when it goes when it goes down, it pushes a wave that's a that's a, that's a right. And when it gets pulled back, it creates a wave that's a left. Oh, so oh, okay. So it can go. Yeah, it goes. It goes back and forth, and I and and it's from what I saw, it was it was being pulled by a um, like a winch, like Uh a cable, like a hydraulic winch or something, Uh and um, yeah, and and it just runs the it runs the length of the pool, and as it goes, it pushes it pushes the water, and it creates this swell, and it and it just. They, they, the way they made the bottom, it's all concrete with a with a rubber um, mat on okay. it, so nobody gets you know, yeah, yeah, too yeah. hurt. And like, how deep is it? How deep is the? You know where there's a there's a rope, like a rope fence that separates you from the the the, ca- the, the track, the track. Yeah. And so I think right there, it felt like it was like maybe like eight to ten feet deep oh, okay. only, and then it it it. Gradually went up to shallow. Oh, okay. And then, so the when where the waves breaking is, it's you would think it was breaking up along the f- the rope fence, but it actually breaks along the shore, oh. along the shallow end towards the fence. So it's like when you're riding the wave, it looks like you're right, you're gonna ride it right into this rope fence mm-hmm. thingy, but it's going so fast that you, yeah, it's like you'll you'll never really hit the yeah. fence, and it goes at an angle too. I don't know. I'd probably find a way to hit it. I definitely find a way to mess that up, but it was it was un, it was trippy, man. The the wave is pretty powerful and um, damn fast. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be this, you know, this weak little thing where you'd have to like, kind of like gain yeah. speed or yeah. whatever. No, this thing is, it's, it's it goes, it's so strong and it has so much push that it, you know, it's, you're almost not used to it because it, it's not like a natural wave. Sure. It doesn't flow like a natural wave. It's, it's a little bit more faster. Okay. So you got to kind of slow everything down a little bit. We, well, actually, not really. You got to speed things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to speed. You want to speed up your surfing a little bit. But was well, that was that why you accidentally uh, poked the taco that first time? Yeah. So I I I just um, it's okay, man. You know, roll, you get two each each time you surf. You, you, it's like a forty, you know, like a fifty minute heat or whatever. And uh, there's five guys in the water, and each person gets two priority waves okay so you can you know you can choose you know if you want to go left or you want to go right and oh, you can okay ride, you can take off from the beginning and you can ride it all the way to the end if you don't fall and then there's poaching and the way they they have you sit in the pool is they scatter you every so many you know 100 mm-hmm. yards or whatever mm-hmm. just in case the guy's right in the wave and he falls cool. then it gives an opportunity for oh, the next guy to kind of just take off and not waste the wave you know yeah, it's so, so train, precious yeah so the train just generates one wave it just generates okay. one wave okay. at a time okay and it, and it generates roughly about four minutes every okay. four minutes after the water settles has a bunch of channels and stuff where the water washes it, over okay. and, and canals and then and then it dissipates dissipates and, and it comes right back in and it it's self-leveling you know yeah and then so yeah so every four minutes it does that so They've got three stages that I know of. Um, you, they have like a, a beginner wave. Like if you're not really a surfer, mm-hmm. it generates a small wave, maybe waist high, you know, Yeah. that you can ride all the way. And then they have a CT, this thing they call a CT2, which is um, maybe, you know, almost head high. Okay. On on a person like me, I'm like, you know, five, seven five, or five, eight five, or something. Five, but um, it's like head high on me and it's, it's, it's hollow. There's like, it's a lot more hollow, more performance wave. And then there's a CT3, which is a little bigger. Yeah. And it's, it's also a performance wave, but it's not as hollow. Maybe towards the very end, it's, it kind of gets hollow and it barrels. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's like really good for doing, you know, top turns and, and whatnot. All those crazy tricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, you know, Going up there, I kind of told myself, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride my Alaya. You know, I'm not gonna ride yes. a regular surfboard. I, I wanna, I wanna ride my Alaya on this thing because, you know, I, I know there's a lot of guys out there who ride the Alaya, and who shape the Alaya, mm-hmm. and you know, I got a lot of friends. Gotta rep them, man. Th- th- that that would you know, that that's like a dream. You know, like everybody's like, oh man, get an Alaya over there. And, I'm not the surf. I'm not the first guy that surfed a lot up there at all. Um, oh, really? There's many, many guys who surfed it. Oh, but um, but I'm definitely not going to be the last. You know. Uh, I hope not. I mean, from what I understand, you kind of are the Alaya guy over here. So I think that I don't know, man. I this has been so awesome for me just just to hear. Like, I feel like your whole story is just just one inter intermingled just. You know, from how you got into lifeguarding, how you met Doug and how he got you into the Liabor and then like doing this cliff tricking you into doing that video, which happens to win. And then you take your lie and you surf the Kelly surf. I mean, 
Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's uh, awesome, man. Gotta watch out for everything man. happens for a reason. Yeah. Man. Well, Cliff surfed his Alaya there uh, last year, I want to say maybe, or earlier this year. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, his he poked taco too, I think. But and, and his his Alaya ended up splitting, so huh. he never really got to really surf it. I think if Cliff. You know, if, if his boy didn't break, he probably would have got some epic, epic rides. I would chalk that up to to rider error, I think, more than anything else. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with, like, the construction and the shaping of the board. Just from, mm-hmm. just from what I understand, from what I've, from what I've gathered here so yeah. far. Yeah, no, I hit the concrete hard. <laughs> um, bro, that's... So, okay, so how, how was it, how was it riding the Elias on there? Um... So, yeah, so my first wave, you know, it, my fear was was catching the wave. I thought it was, it looked harder than, because it goes so fast. I thought, oh, I'm going to have a trouble catching the wave with this thing, especially because it's in like fresh water. Yeah. You know, less buoyancy or whatnot. Oh, but, it's fresh water. Yeah, it's. I think it's oh, fresh water. Okay. I guess that makes sense. But, um, or chlorinated water, I don't know, but oh, okay. it's like a pool. So, oh, okay. But that wasn't an issue. I know I didn't really feel any difference in buoyancies. But um, it actually, the Alaya caught the wave really well. Like it got on the wave, no problem. Um, when I got on the wave, it, like I said, the wave is going so fast and it's got so much push energy on that thing that I was trying to figure out how to, you know, ride the wave without shooting out in the yeah. front so much yeah because i really wanted to get barreled but uh-huh. where the barrel was behind me it was it was so fast and steep that i was trying to figure out okay how am i gonna get down to the bottom of the way where i can get back there but not lose all my speed yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and the only way you can really do that on the laya is by you know dragging your hands can kind of slow you down but that can also push you over the wave or you, you, you kind of check turn the board, mm-hmm. which makes it go, you know, sideways. And that's where your nose can get, you know, pushed under the water. And that's what happened on my first two waves. Um, Damn. My first wave, I don't think I was on it for more than even 10 seconds. And I ended up trying to cut back to get to the bottom of the wave and I purled. Second wave, I, I, I told myself, okay, don't do that. Just stall. Mm-hmm. With my hands and I, that's what I did and I, I wrote it a little bit longer but yeah same same thing again I I tried to do a check turn and I purled so and those were on the CT3s mind you that was like the, the big, bigger yeah, waves big yeah, yeah. and so you know like you know three hours later I got another chance and I told myself you know what that the board that I wrote the first time was the was the hee stain board that I made for the video and it was a little longer. It was, it's like a six one. And I said, shucks, I'm going to try this other one. The other one that I brought, which was the one was actually Cliff's board. Oh, that I, you know, repaired. it was the original one yeah, that yeah. he took up there. I repaired it. And then Cliff let me take it as a backup just in case it broke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Broke. And that one's smaller. I think it's like a five, eight and a little bit more narrow, but it, that one ended up working really, really good. Nice. Um, I think because it was smaller, it was it didn't feel as fast, and, and it was it was easier to control on the wave. Mm-hmm. My first wave, my second heat, I, I, I told myself, you know, I'm trying to CT two. It's a little smaller, it's hollower, and I, I was afraid that the hollower waves are gonna 
be harder to ride yeah because there's no skags on the board so it's sure you know but it ended up being perfect for the alaya the ct2 and i think my first wave i kind of you know i told myself okay just ride it out get to the bottom of the wave don't ride the top of it so much and i kind of did that and i kind of locked into one um right off the first section and you know i got kind of right in the spot where i wanted to be yeah and in that zone where it was kind of like right in the pocket and it could just kind of just getting barreled and um and that that at that point i was like i was like i did it you know this is all i wanted right here i just wanted this vision this tunnel vision look because i've never been in a barrel on an alaya before whoa like that you know what i mean so i was like okay this is it and i ended up making it out like i thought i wasn't gonna make it out and i kind of came out and i was like oh right on and i um i wrote it for a little bit and then i i went up and i i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give it you know and i kind of just went up and tried to do this real aggressive turn and you know i i, I somehow pulled it off like yeah turned it and i came to the bottom and I went from one rail and I engaged my inside rail and I kind of like did a pop a wheelie bottom turn on the corner of my ally and I pulled in almost like pulled in again yeah and I and I was like whoa I made it and I was going (laughs) but then that whole like losing traction thing I started sliding on the wave my back and then I started like grabbing the wave the face of the wave with my hands to try to keep balance and yeah. when i did that it, I, I lost a lot of speed and it, it just ran and it just i mean i didn't make it but it just barreled all the way in right, so you didn't get pitted yeah i didn't make it out of the pit oh, okay so you did get pit. you got pitted then yeah oh okay that's yeah. the main thing and then um yeah, yeah that's the main thing okay and i was like okay it's doable right there i was like got it. it's doable i got this and then my second wave in that little uh, session right there, I got CT2, same wave, and then I got kind of like more of a hollower barrel off the get the get go. And I, you know, I tried to do one of those real aggressive turns again, and I and then and I'm poking taco again. Oh man, two and tacos. Then, yeah, two for two for two for one, two for four. Two. Fifty percent. No, That's no, not bad though. Fifty no. percent. Three for. Three, Three for, for four. four, yeah. Oh, up, up until then. Uh, and then... Um, those are passing numbers. I ended up having one more session, and it was it was the last session of the, the evening. And, um, yeah, it was... You got a couple more? I got two more waves, and, you know, I was just like, ah, this is my last two right here, and I'm just going to ride it. enjoy and, it, yeah. And I just, yeah, kind of just rode them. You know, nothing. Did you get some sick footy? Yeah, I, I you know, I hope. I did. Yeah, yeah. No, I but got. Was I, someone, I, nah, yeah, Ikaika and um, you know, my friends were were there, so yeah, yeah. we weren't surfing in the same at the same time, so we were able to just film and yeah. snapshots of each other. And I got some pretty killer photos. Nice. You gotta send me a couple of those just so I can see them. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to have those in the archives. Yeah. Um. Well, I know you guys got a hard out at two, but I want to touch on one more thing. Just. And it just works out perfectly because you've been to the surf ranch and stuff. But where do you see, where do you see places like the surf ranch go as far as like, um, like holding contests and stuff? 
just because it's a, like you were saying, it's just totally different. Like we're as someone as like a you know an avid surfer and someone who's you know probably participated and watched countless surf contests, traditional surf contests. Like where where do you see like the artificial waves that places like the surf ranch generate? Where do you see that kind of playing? Well, into like, you know, I, think I know that I I know I've seen like contests on TV. I just wanted to like. Yeah, it's like the stance of people. What, what are they? What are they? What are you know, I see about? the what I see in the future is, you know, I mean, they're they're popping up all over now. Kelly's yeah. Kelly's was one of the first. Yeah, and now they've got these all these wave pools and parks popping up, and they're getting better. Yeah, and better. And um, the future is 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 there's going to be a world champ that grew that, up that 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 grew up in the middle of. Not even Oklahoma. in the ocean, yeah. and being a <laughs> professional surfer because the waves are that good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a skate park for surfers, but um, yeah. You know, I would, you know, I think it would be cool to have, you know, a traditional Hawaiian alaya contest in one of yeah. these pools. You know, that would be, you know, to show honor, dude. And then, like, you know, and that that could just be. I mean, people from all over the world can make their own, like from wood, like from anywhere too. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Oh hell yeah! You know, tradition meets Me- modern. Meets modern, yeah. Like new technology meets traditional ancient art forms. Whoa! I mean, I just think. I mean, I think I think you know regular surf traditional surf contests will never go away. I mean, I I just don't think that, but. I just feel like, you know, competition out of these artificial wave pools and stuff. I think it just it just brings an entirely entirely different and new dynamic to the sport of surfing because, at the very least, for the the aspect of it being a borderline controlled environment where each competitor has like sort of a level playing field in a sense. Because it's not like a big thing with like surf contests. Like, you know, if you're in a heat and you don't, you don't get a wave or, you know, like the waves aren't as good while your heat is going, like, I mean, that could, you know, make or break your score. Correct? Like kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being, being in a controlled environment, it's, it's more fair. Yeah, exactly. More equal in that sense. Um, And not to say that the people who are winning wouldn't win anyway if they but had. that but you know in surfing that that's you need that you need yeah, that exactly. natural instinct to know which 100%. waves to go on you know so yeah because that's another aspect too like you could be in line for like a good wave but if you kind of i mean if you catch it at the you yeah know, it's a game of not even a game of inches it's a game of fractions of an inch where you know, if you catch it at the wrong spot or, you, you know, you're too shallow or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's what makes a good surfer is being able to read the wave and use the energy of the wave and any wave that comes his way, you know. Anybody can ride a wave that's duplicated over and over again. Because yeah. once you figure that out, then it's, it's a no-brainer, you know. But the, the, the best, uh, one of the, one of the, coolest contests i've never been to yet but I, I hope to in the future is the uncle the uncle buff mm-hmm. at Makahai. yeah that that has all the you know anything you can ride on a wave the va'a the 
the alaya, the surfing, the the bodyboarding, the bully boarding, you know. Yeah. That's that's cool. Like that's what yeah. I like to see. Like all aspects of watercraft, you know, and everybody, you know, bringing in their own, you know, style yeah, and their own little spin. Yeah. Well, look, man. As far as uh, reading the waves go, I know you got a PhD at that stuff. So, dude, um, I guess we'll just close it there. Really, uh, thanks so much for doing this, man. Yeah, yeah bro. Dude, I mean, right on. Really appreciate this. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on, man. Like, you know, it's just taking me. I'm glad you. Huh? I'm glad you're you're pushing the the envelope. Yeah, man, I mean, shoot, I'm not exactly getting in on the ground floor of this thing, but I figure, you know, at the very least, it'd be a... At least you planted the seed. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, at the very least, I get to find out a lot more about, you know, friends of mine and people, and I just, uh, thanks a lot, man, really appreciate it. Get back safe. Right on, bro. I love you. <laughs> love you, bro. Dude, thanks, man. That was fun, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Big shout-out and mahalo to Brandon for coming on. And a big shout-out and mahalo to all of you for tuning in. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for bearing with us. I don't know if you could tell, but had a little bit of an audio issue there. A um, little bit of an echo. But we're going to figure that out. Like I said, we're going to make some mistakes along the way and just... You know, thanks so much for bearing with us and being patient with us. And when I say us, I really mean me because it's me and I'm not the most technologically sound person in the world, as many can attest to. So, thanks so much. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it, man. I had a good time and, uh, you know, I got to give Brandon a lot of credit. He, uh, when we sat down beforehand, he said he wasn't much of a talker, but I thought he told pretty good stories. And he's definitely well on his way to becoming the uncle at all the family parties that just holds court and tells stories the whole time. Which is not a bad role to have. Hopefully I can be there one day. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And um, that's what we're trying to do here. Like I said before, we're not, this isn't going to be a money play. We're just going to try and have fun, tell some stories, share some insight and some information. And some trade secrets, as they say. Not too many, though, because we got to keep some sort of mystery out there. But, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys tune in for the next one. That'll be coming up shortly, so stay tuned for that. And until then, one love, be safe, wash your hands, and I'll see you when I see you.